Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Melissa on the Web. As the name suggests, I'm going to be looking on the web for interesting articles, ideas, opportunities, whatever I can find. And I'm just going to present them to you. Maybe they'll be helpful. Maybe they'll be funny. Maybe they'll make you think. Whatever it is, we're going to share it on here. We're going to talk and we're going to go from site to site, get lost in the web and see what comes up. So for the very first one, oh, interesting article on Business Insider. China is so desperate to win its war on drugs. It started analyzing people's sewage for contaminated pee. It says China has been going hard in its war on drugs. Its efforts are so intense that some cities have started analyzing sewage for traces of drugs to root out users and dealers. That work has helped catch at least one drug manufacturer, and the country plans to extend the program in the future. This raises the question, does a person's sewage belong to them or to the Chinese state? Wow, definitely interesting. First and foremost, I don't live in China. Uh, but putting it into perspective, living here in the U.S., I can't imagine all of a sudden they're analyzing your sewage and saying, wait a minute, drug user, drug dealer, we're going to do this. We're breaking down on this war on drugs. And on one hand, a lot of things they've tried for the war on drugs across the world has failed. So this is something new and unique, but... Does your sewage belong to the country or does it belong to you? I guess it could be argued while it's in your body, it's yours. But then once you release it, it's not yours anymore. I mean, there are so many arguments that could go for or against that, that you could spend a long time on that. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that. I'm not going to say, hey, they're wrong or yeah, that's great. But I don't know how I would feel if I was in that situation. I don't use drugs. I don't sell drugs. So I have nothing to hide. But still, you're analyzing, you know, my waste. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. All right, let's go more from the, we're already on Business Insider. So let's see what else they have. This site normally has a lot of interesting things. So let's see what else we can find. All right, well, this one is about Movie Pass. It says MoviePass is experiencing technical difficulties again days after it ran out of money and had to borrow $5 million in cash. It says MoviePass is experiencing technical difficulties as many users complained Saturday evening that there were issues with checking in on the app and purchasing a ticket on their MoviePass card. MoviePass, which borrowed $6 million days ago, acknowledged the issue and said it is working on fixing it. MoviePass is also still charging users surge prices for films that have been out for weeks or are not showing at peak times. Customers are worried that this is the end of MoviePass. Wow. Now, when MoviePass first came out, I was really, like, excited about it. I bought MoviePass for myself, my husband, and it was, oh my god, you get to see a movie every 24 hours, you know, and this is great. But then we barely used it. So I was like, still, it's great when we do go, you know, you swipe and everything. It wasn't until I would say about two months ago, I got out of MoviePass. And that is because I found out while I was searching the web that AMC has their own, kind of like the MoviePass. You get um, three movies a week. Now it's not every 24 hours like theirs. However, it's three movies a week. 
You can see 3D. You can see any movie, new movies, old movies, 3D movies. MoviePass was, didn't include 3D movies. You had to pay extra for them, which is fine. It wasn't that much extra, but if AMC is giving me 3D and everything else, ha. Huh. And I don't see that many movies, so three movies a week is great for us. I don't even think we've hit the 3D, three movie a week mark, which is sad. But on top of that, you may say, hey, it's cheaper for the movie pass, and you get to see more movies, even if it's not 3D, and AMC is more expensive, but you only get three movies a week. Ha ha, but on top of that, you have your discounts on your snacks. Yeah, yeah. So buy a small, you get upgraded for free on your popcorn, your soda. Do you know how much you spend at the concession stand? So getting upgraded for free saved me so much money. So it was worth it for me. And also every time, you know, you watch a movie, you scan your rewards card for the EMC, you get points and those points add up to like $5. So that $5, when you use your card, I use my phone or you can swipe, whatever. You use your card, you buy your snacks or whatever, that $5 comes off. $5 at the concession stand off. I don't know about you, but that helped. So I made the switch, so I understand. I'm not saying MoviePass wasn't great. It was just the type of idea that it made you say, how could they possibly be making money on this? I mean, let's, let's be honest. You're charging me $9.99 a month, I believe it was when I signed up. Um, and I get unlimited movies, a movie every 24 hours. That's a lot of movies, 30 movies a month. And the movies are costing like $15, $20 just for me, if not more. And you're paying for it. Like, it's not like they are AMC. They're not the movie theater. So the movie theater, yeah, they're letting you see three movies a week. But it's not hurting them because it's their movies. They just don't charge you for coming in. How hard is that? But they are actually paying on a little debit card to pay for your movies. So 20, let's, let's run it $20 a movie for me. 30 movies a month. Okay. And I'm only giving you $9.99. That's a lot of money coming out of your business. And what is going in? So I'm not saying it was going to fail, but there were a lot of questions to say, hey, how on earth are you going to make this last? And it seems like when the AMC pass came out three movies a week, that kind of, you know, hurt their business because now it's directly through the movie deal theater and they have a lot to go with it, like the discounts and because you can like break an arm, break a leg lose an eyeball trying to buy some popcorn and soda it's expensive so it's a shame but it's really unique idea but it led to the launch of competitors that made theirs more profitable so it's a shame maybe they can recover maybe they come up with some magic way to recover but it's it's sad to see something go down let's see what else we have all right and let's see we have treasury data shows Russian holdings of U.S. debt plunged 84% since March. But here's what it really means. Now, the Russian holdings of Treasury securities declined 84% between March and May, falling to $14.9 billion from $96.1 billion in just two months. Russia's sell-off of U.S. debt in May occurred around the same time the benchmark 
10-year Treasury note yield rose to its highest level since 2011. They say, if I had to wager, I would bet that this is part sanctions and part portfolio adjustments and little to do with the real market move. And this is coming from Raymond James's Kevin's Giddis. Okay, Um, this is an article on CNBC. Now, the Russian government previously considered a significant holder of U.S. debt has been steadily and sharply paring down the vast majority of its holdings of U.S. security treasuries. Wow. Well, now the financial bloggers have pounced on the news as being potentially ominous, but a few analysts suspect the transactions are more closely related to Russia's sanctions hit economy and portfolio allocations. It's always something. So there's, I don't know. Oh, well, box office. Ant-Man and the Wasp tops Ant-Man as Skyscraper passes 250 million. My husband wants to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I didn't see just Ant-Man, so I wanna know what's going on, but he says you don't need to skyscraper it looks like he was interested in it but I'm like you kind of see from the previews what's going on and what's going to happen I don't know well let's see what else we can find should you fire your financial advisor six signs that it's time to fire him I wish I could afford a financial advisor number one your advisor doesn't return your call I think that goes for anybody that I'm paying to help me out with things if you don't return my calls we have a problem Two, your advisor doesn't explain the fees you're being charged. I'm sorry, do you really need an article to tell you this? Because if you didn't explain this to me and I see some charges, we're going to have a problem. Three, your advisor ignores your feelings about risk. Again, I'm paying you for your help and you're just going to ignore what I'm saying? No, 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 no. What do they have for four? Your advisor judges the choices you've made. Again, I'm paying you. You're judging me. You're talking, really? Five, your advisor doesn't ask about your goals. Isn't that the whole point? You're working with my goals. Six, your advisor doesn't seek out your input. What do you mean he doesn't seek out my input? This is my money. I don't get that. I don't, again, I don't have a financial advisor, but it just seems to me if you're not keeping me at the forefront, why should I be paying you about this? I don't, that's just me. That's just me. Okay, now this was at the bottom of there. Uh, Mashable. An inmate hacked tablets to transfer over $200,000 into accounts. Was it his account or he was just being generous? Over 300 inmates in Idaho successfully hacked tablets in an effort to transfer thousands of dollars of credit into their accounts. The tablets, made by company JPay, are intended for accessing music, ebooks, games, and emails, but because of a loophole, the inmates were able to use them to transfer a collective $225,000 into various accounts. Wow. 364 occupants of five different Idaho corrections facilities were able to access funds through a vulnerability that officials didn't discover until early July. Really? I mean, I, what, I, well, well, they really should be paying more attention, 
All right, what do we have next? Brick breaking arcade game. Hold down will be your new subway obsession. I'm always looking for a little game to kill time, you know, all work and no play, right? So let's see, hold down. It's available in the App Store and Google Play for $3.99. It ditches the complicated puzzle and strategy aspects for a more approachable arcade experience that's nearly impossible to put down. Mm, I gotta see this for myself. Players are tasked with burrowing, burrowing down as far as they can into the core of the planet. This is accomplished by sending a stream of bouncing balls into numerically labeled blocks, which represent the number of times that a block needs to be hit before it breaks. The game starts out simple, tasking players with just a couple of shots and small, easy to shatter bricks. But as you unlock more upgrades and abilities, things escalate to the point where you'll have dozens of balls ricocheting around a level, sticking blocks hundreds of times in a single shot. It's a pleasant inverse of an unfortunate trend in mobile games. Huh. Instead of, instead of developers taking an idea and building a stripped-down ad-filled clone, Hold Down takes the Brick Breaker but more concept of balls and bundles it into a more polished, deeper experience. Alright, so I'm going to have to look into this. And if you're interested too, it said it is available, is available on iOS and Android, and it is called Hold Down. And it looks pretty good. I'm going to have to look into downloading that because that is something that might be interesting. You know, every now and then you got to, I don't know, just get out of your head. All work and no play make you boring, boring. So, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but, and that was hold down, H-O-L-E-D-O-W-N, one word, if you're interested. All right, let's see what we have, one more, one more, and then we're going to call it a day. Well, and for the very last one, I just came across on Fox News, Trump tweets he'd shut down the government if Democrats don't fund the U.S.-Mexico wall. President Trump said on Sunday that he would be willing to shut down the federal government if the Democrat, Democrats do not agree to Republican demands about funding for a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Well, he said we must get rid of lottery, catch and release, etc. and finally go to a system of immigration based on merit. We need great people coming into our country. There's a lot of controversy, a lot of people who say no, a lot of people who say yes. Wherever you stand, it's good to keep up on the news and find out what's going on just so you're not like stand on one side when the other side really has some good points or vice versa. Know what's going on. As for myself, uh, I have no say on that, but What a world we live in today. So many things going on, so much stuff online. If you love this, I have other podcasts, um, Melissa on apps, and also I have uh, my social media feed. There are a bunch of things. If you want to learn more, go to my blog, melissaswords.com. That's www.melissa.com. 
S-W-O-R-D-S dot com. Okay, there'll be interesting things put up there. Remember, this is the first episode. I'm tweaking. There's going to be some great stuff to come. Join me. Let's learn some new things. Go through the internet. See what's going on in the world. Okay? So, I hope you will follow my podcast. I hope you will share it. I hope you will come back again. And until next time, you guys have a great day. Keep up on what's going on in the world around you.